I don't know. How do you start a podcast, man? So it'd be something like, uh, hello everyone, this is a new podcast from uh, The Vedette. Uh, I'm joined here by my friend Gabe, my name is Jake, and uh, we're on a podcast uh, called uh, Behind the Bindings, where we talk about authors and their work, and it's going to be about the authors that we really enjoy, and uh, we're going to be discussing stuff about them and what makes their work uh, really like theirs. Yeah, we we just love to talk about the writers that we like, so we're going to tell you why we like them and what things we see in their work, and perhaps you see them too. Uh, for this first week, we're going to start off with one of my favorite authors, and I know he's one of Jake's too. Uh, we're going to talk about Kurt Vonnegut. So, um, I first got into Kurt Vonnegut in high school, uh, sophomore year, uh, I forget what book we were reading, but I wasn't very interested in it, and I just bought a copy of Slaughterhouse-Five, and uh, what really gripped me was the ability to tell a story about something traumatic and add humor to it while still keeping it like respectful. And that's what uh, truly gripped me with Kurt Vonnegut's writing, and I've been such a huge fan ever since. Yeah, I, I've even got my mom reading Vonnegut now. Uh, I just sent my mom the things that I like, and she's reading Vonnegut now, because I told her we were doing this podcast. And even she's really enjoying him. She thinks he's funny. I think he's funny. That's one of the things I love about him. Mm -hmm. uh, with that, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Start off uh, with the let's tell a little bit about where Kurt Vonnegut came from. He was born in 1922 on November 11th. Uh, his family was pretty wealthy. Uh, they lived in Indianapolis, and his father worked as an architect. Uh, he studied bio biochemistry before leaving for World War II, uh, in which he was taken prisoner during the Battle of the Bulge and uh, survived uh, the firebombing of Dresden by the Allies thanks to being uh, put inside of a, a slaughterhouse uh, in Dresden uh, with a bunch of other uh, American POWs. He wrote a thesis on the shape of stories and analyzed how stories were told in different arcs. Um, his thesis was rejected. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was rejected. Uh, What's the real shame, but it did not stop him from writing some real great stuff. We lost him in April 11, 2007, uh, when he had fallen and suffered brain injuries that he could not recover from. Now, the first thing that uh, I think of when I think of Kurt Vonnegut, or I start reading any of his book, books, uh, is his satire, which he has his own form of. Uh, a lot of writers who write within that uh, satirical sense, you'll find a lot of the descriptive scripting terms are like black humor or uh, gallows humor. Um, 
But with Kurt Vonnegut, he has his own little spin on it, which is called gray humor, which he adds. It's black humor, but with added uh, hope and optimism, which you find in many of his works. Uh, an example of his satire uh, comes from Slaughterhouse-Five and deals with two characters, a hobo and a man named Edgar Derby. The four-year-old hobo, who's captured along with American soldiers, continually assures his comrades that things ain't so bad. He has been in boxcars before, he announces, but after nine days of confinement, he dies. Such situational irony is also evident in Derby's plight. He survives the bombing of Dresden, but he does not survive what follows. Having stolen a teapot, a minuscule item indeed, he is executed for this offense. For Vonnegut, the personal irony of the hobo and Derby's situations magnifies the injustices of war, which often lead to the demise of individuals and their untimely deaths in absurd circumstances. Which you could find all over in books like Slaughterhouse-Five, uh, uh, Breakfast of Champions, even stuff like uh, God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater. Another theme that is prevalent in Kurt Vonnegut's work is the notion that is common throughout work to, between, I don't know when, early 1900s oh, and yeah. now it's so, still yeah. going. Uh, Postmodernism is a Western philosophical concept that was pioneered characterizing broad skepticism and subjectivism or relativism, which is the definition that is given to us by Britannica. Uh, this creates a general suspicion of reason and an acute sensitivity to the role of ideology in asserting and maintaining political and economic power. In, in Kurt Vonnegut's novels, he experiments with different levels of truth, and this can be seen exemplified very well inside his novel Cat's Cradle. Uh, in Cat's Cradle, there's an island that takes place most of the events throughout the story, and this island is called San Lorenzo. On San Lorenzo, everybody practices this religion that has been outlawed called Baconanism. So in practicing this religion, they also lie about the fact that they practice this religion and hunt for the founder of this religion across the island. This succumbing to the ideology of the overruling class and the overruling party to ban this religion and hunt down the founder of it creates this odd disconnect between truth and reality between what the people say and what the people do. Uh, the narrator becomes the leader of San Lorenzo by the end of the novel and he continuously cites the religious text throughout the book and ironically, we get another chapter heading towards the end that says, like my predecessors, I outlaw Baconan. This continual hunt for something that everyone practices, while it, considering it this profane, illicit act, we see postmodernism active throughout Kurt Vonnegut's work. That's exactly right. Um, Another, a big famous thing 
that has to do with his thesis that he was rejected by the University of Chicago for dealt with the shape of stories. Um, he considers this his prettiest contribution to the literary world, this to be his anthropo anthropological thesis on the shape of stories. Uh, he marks eight main shapes of stories in his thesis. His analysis was written off as simple, yet we can still ascribe its findings to some of the works that we know today. Um, one, these theses or shapes include stories such as Cinderella, uh, Jane Eyre, uh, Metamorphosis, and they deal with something like for Metamorphosis, a character starts at their worst and just gets gradually uh, more and more bad with no, uh, with no hope in sight. Others deal with uh, Cinderella, which start bad, but end up good by the end of it. And there are many more shapes of stories uh, that it goes through in this thesis. So, Kurt Vonnegut, pretty awesome, man. <laughs> I've always been a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, and it's been a pleasure to talk about him on this podcast. Uh, I cannot wait to uh, get to our next episode. Yeah, our next episode is going to be pretty spooky. It's, it's going to be so spooky. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to you in two weeks' time. We'll come with a new podcast every other week for you. And next time, we're bringing you H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about Lovecraft. All right, thank you guys. Thank you I'm guys Gabe, so much. I'm Jake. And this is Behind the Binding. Behind the Bindings. See you next time. See you next time.